1: Welcome in, everybody, to the CFP Nation All-America Podcast, presented by Twisted i I'm Bill Troche, Senior Editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our National College Football Writer at SportingNews.com. You can follow Bill on Twitter at BillBender92, and you can follow me at Bill Troche, and keep an eye on the main Sporting News account at Sporting News. Tim May, Ohio State Contributor for Letterman Row on the On3 network and host of the Tim May Show it is here to break down the biggest game of the biggest week of the season to date. Welcome in, t- Tim. Thanks for making time for us.
2: Hey, Twin Bills. I, uh, I wouldn't miss it, man. I would not miss it. We had technical difficulties last time we tried to do this. And right now, everything seems to be AOT.
3: So we're yeah. talking about Colorado, Oregon. Is that who we're breaking down, Tim? It seems
2: like it. Bill, uh, the other bill seems to have indicated that, yes, the biggest so, thing in college football history.
3: So, no, we, we brought you on because as I, somebody that grew up in central Ohio, knows Tim, read Tim when I was younger, has, you know, been around him in the press box. There's not a more knowledgeable Ohio State writer. There's not a more know, knowledgeable Ohio State personality. I enjoy his work. He's fun to be around. He was at, I believe you were at the last home and home between Notre Dame. And yes. uh, so I'll start with this question. I've kind of been telling Bill this last couple of weeks of the, this would be the sixth time they've played in my lifetime, our, our lifetimes. In regular in, season. Yeah. In the, in, is this, oh, in your in your lifetime. Not, yeah. not, unless yeah. we, were, we weren't around in 35 and 36, at least. Yeah, kind of exactly. Was. I don't know about you two, but, that's um, only two. Hey, that's only two more, Bill. So... <laughs> so is this Notre Dame's best chance to beat Ohio State in those games? Uh, I
2: don't know, man. Back when they had Charlie Weis, you know, they had a they had a they had a clear schematic advantage. Remember that in <laughs> two thousand five? I went up to uh, Jim Trussell after that game was over in the festival, and I said, well, "Wait a minute, now if Charlie Weiss is an offensive genius, what does that make you?" <laughs> and he said, "I don't know," <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I mean. I, I've still got to see this team on the hoof because, you know, uh, they've had some good quarterbacks when Ohio State's gone against them before. Uh, Sam Hartman is the best quarterback they've had up there uh, in a couple of years, you know, in, in several years, in my opinion. Uh, but, uh, you know, he was, in my opinion, the one of the big gets in the transfer portal, although he's a graduate guy, the transfer portal uh, this past year, uh, despite how many – players went to colorado and nebraska etc but he was a perfect fit a perfect fix for what ailed notre dame last year and i think alabama fans have come to grips with that you know after last week with uh, tyler buckner bless his heart uh, we may never see him again but uh but yeah it was a it was a uh, uh a major get for them with sam hartman what i'm getting to here is he has upgraded that position, and last year that they were a game team, but they were definitely missing it at quarterback. But I still look at these rosters, and I still see Ohio State having a clear uh, advantage from a personnel standpoint, from top to bottom. If you follow me there, uh, but it's at home for Notre Dame. Uh, you know they are hell bent to have a big time, big time victory in this uh, very early part of the marcus freeman era so yeah i would say this is their best shot but but am i thinking they're going to win no i am not oh i just gave away my pick
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data
4: This is going to be one of the best weekends of the college football season. Ohio State plays at Notre Dame, Florida State at Clemson, Colorado at Oregon, UCLA at Utah, Ole Miss at Alabama, and Iowa at Penn State are just some of the big-time games this weekend. And if you're still looking for last-minute tickets to any of these huge games, game time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBNATION for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, and again, create an account and redeem code CFBNATION for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's
1: GameTime.co. Tim, uh, tell me about, you know, everything related to Ohio State is Michigan. It's the Big Ten. But it seems like... These rare Notre Dame games does penetrate that sort of force field of the importance of of Michigan and of and of the Big Ten championship and the Rose Bowl or not playoff now, but whatever. Talk yeah. about it, just like how Ohio State whatever. fans kind of view this this rare rivalry, but it's still a rivalry.
2: Well, I don't, I don't know how Ohio State fans view it, but I think I have a I think I have a barometer. I do know how they view it. but I was being a smart aleck. Uh, you know, to get a to get a room at the Marriott Courtyard in downtown South Bend, Sat. I think it's Saturday night. Is seventeen hundred and ninety nine dollars. You know, for a room that usually, you know, probably goes for like hundred and forty, dollars hundred and fifty. That's a that's a great barometer about what this game means uh, to everybody, both both sides, but but definitely uh, to Ohio State because it's so rare. It'll just be the sixth ever regular season meeting between two schools is that where I sit here right now, Bill Bender, you know, where I live. I live out mm-hmm. in West of Hilliard. Notre Dame is exactly four hours and 10 minutes from my house. You know, it's a crime, not a cry and shame. It's a crime that uh, these two teams don't play every other year, you know, and maybe that'll happen when Notre Dame finally joins the big 10. It almost did way back. What? at The turn of the century. Uh, and then it's alumni got all upset and backed away from it. But, uh, But, yeah, I think Ohio State fans are keen about this. And this is also, you know, Ohio State's got quite the streak running in this after losing the first two in 35 and 36. They've won the last, what, five? I got that. Is my number right? Five
3: by by an average of 14.6 points per game. Yes. So so there you go.
2: I mean, I think Ohio State is one of those ones where they feel fairly superior. But just think what kind of rivalry this would have developed into, it would have been a triad, man. Remember when Michigan played them a lot uh, for the most part and Michigan state played Notre Dame a lot for the most part, those were nice rivalries
3: also. So yep. it's too bad. This, this thing has just hit or miss. Well, you're right. He might call him for me, which I've been, yeah, Bill's heard that speech twice now. So uh, uh-huh. good for, good for him. Uh Well, so you were talking about barometer. So let's talk a little bit about the temperature. How much has the temperature changed in Columbus? I'm going to let you answer this. After watching Ohio State do do what they did Saturday, get the big plays going with Kyle McCord, looked like he settled in. Marvin Harrison has a weekly long touchdown. The running game was going. The defense is only allowing 6.7 points per game. From maybe two weeks ago when it didn't look so good against Indiana, What what do you think the temperature is now? I mean – it look like they were clicking a little bit.
2: Yeah, give me a starting temperature so I can use your temperature scale. Is it <laughs> I, Celsius or uh, is I, it Fahrenheit? I use the F. What is okay, that? Use the F. Of yeah. course, you use the F. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: you better. Uh, anyway.
2: uh, let's say it started out at a tepid, uh, what seventy eight. Uh, I would think it's up. I would think it's up into the high eighties, low nineties now. Because, you know, I think most Ohio State fans, most college football fans. Uh, understand that when you have a brand new starting quarterback, three new starters on your uh, offensive line, that you're not going to throw that uh, uh, you're not going you're not going to throw that that car out on the road and just let it go lickety split. I mean, you've got to work your way up through it. You know, you got your radical uh, knee jerk fans who are always looking for a reason to gripe. I've got one of my one of my good friends is one of those guys, man. Just always looking for the negative. He, he saw negatives in that sixty three to ten win. The other day in Ohio stadium, I just, I just it's, go, man, did
3: somebody miss a tackle? somebody yeah. missed a tackle missed yeah. oh, What about, about yeah. the
2: touchdown drive? I go, yeah, they didn't score again after that touchdown drive. What are you, what are you talking about? You know? And, uh, but, uh, um, the fact that they settled finally on Cal McCord, which I think we all thought they would, but you had to give Devin Brown a fair shot. And I think Ryan day did because these guys are both five stars, man. You, you don't not only owe it to yourself, you owe it to your team to see who indeed is the best uh, starting quarterback when that op, when that uh, spot is open. If you've got two five-star can't-miss prospects that you recruited in back-to-back years on your roster. But now that that's settled down, you could see the difference in Kyle McCord in the freedom to go out and play his game to a certain extent. Yeah, he missed a couple of three passes. And of course, everybody jumps on those, right? Because uh, you're always jumping on the mistakes, but uh, I just think the last eight minutes of the second quarter uh, were indicative of where this football team can go. And yeah, you can say it's Western Kentucky, but I mean, Ohio State scored four straight touchdowns, uh, shut them down defensively. Uh, it was a sight to behold, Bill and Bill and Bill. And uh, uh and you got to remember that was a Western Kentucky, oh, it was Western Kentucky, blah blah blah, a group of five. I go. Well, that's a team that uh beat the heck out of uh South Florida in the season opener a couple of weeks ago and the same team that Alabama struggled with <laughs> and went through yep. its uh went through its roster of quarterbacks uh, yep. against uh on this past Saturday. So, you know, everything's relative, right? But uh yeah, I think Ohio State's in a good spot right now uh from a from a confidence standpoint.
1: What uh Tim, what, you know, let's look at where where would you say Ohio State has the biggest position advantage over Notre Dame? It's probably not a quarterback. I think um, you know, Ohio State obviously has great receivers, but Notre Dame is pretty confident in their corners uh this year at least, uh, especially with Benjamin Morrison. Um, do you see an advantage that Ohio State can really exploit on Saturday?
2: Yeah, I mean, you just you just name I mean you named one of them. I think wide receiver, because to see wide receiver is not a one man show for Ohio State. It's not a it's not a great player and a good player and then an average player. They've got like uh definitely four guys they can run out there that could play anywhere and maybe more than that. But uh with Carnell Tate, the freshman coming on, you know, you add him to uh to Marvin Harrison Jr. and Mecca Buka. And Mecca Buca could go somewhere and be the be the lead receiver on a team. Heck, he's a lead receiver on Ohio State, really, when you look at it right now from a, a lot of the number standpoint. Uh and then Julian Fleming uh, is is ready to have a breakout. He's been pretty steady for the last, uh, going back to last year, the last many games. And uh, and then they got Cade Stover back into the mix on Saturday at tight end. So I think Ohio State's receiver core, the point is you can take one, try to take one away or two away, but there's then there's that third one. And then there's Cade Stover and RG Scott, who also has gotten off the beam in a fast way this year at tight end. Uh, and then – then I look at the running back situation. You know, Notre Dame's got a loaded running back. That's the only way to describe that young man. But Ohio State's got a got a three that they feel really good about and can go five deep at the running back spot. But Travion Henderson, uh, with Chip Trainum coming off the bench and and Mayan Williams, but it looks like the one two punch there is uh, Travion Henderson and Chip Trainum. I caught it the the Travion the Travion and Trainum train. You like that? There's no caboots on that train. It's just two engines pulling hard. And, uh, uh, but I like I like what they bring. Chip train has been a big surprise going back to the Michigan game last year when he started at running back. So I think that's what Ohio state's got going for on this team that you knew going into the season, that if guys stayed healthy headed into this game, uh, it's hard to stop four receivers and a good running back, uh, any defense and, and my, that's, I guess that's my point. I think Notre Dame's got a got a really nice defense. Uh, but if Ohio State, if Kyle McCord gets time, I think that's the crux right now.
1: Are you ready to elevate your college
0: football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it
1: twisted.
3: So, like I said earlier, 6.7 points per game through three games. I know the competition, you know, it's Indiana, Western Kentucky, and Youngstown state. Jim Knowles, depending on which lacrosse dad I asked him about this summer, it wasn't met with great enthusiasm, but there has been a difference in the defense. How? What have you seen from that defense that is allowing them not to give up the big play as much? And do you think that holds up against Sam Hartman, who, by the way, averages like 16 yards completion right now? They, they have a big play passing game. How does Jim Knowles offset that?
2: Ah, there's the matchup. There's the rub. That's why they pay me. As uh, as as Bill, another Bill, Bill Shakespeare would put it. There's the rub. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's that that's what you want that's what people are paying tickets. That's why Marriott Courtyards are going for seventeen ninety nine a night, man. You want to see this one? You got it. You want to see? Can Ohio State handle a big time over the top passing game uh, augmented by a by a power running game? Kind of reminds me. Remember those Joe Gibbs. Washington Redskins teams of the uh, of the 1980s man they want to they want to pound you and then throw over the top uh, uh, Notre Dame is with Sam Hartman he's shown a lot of poise the first four games people forgetting that they are four0 no. <laughs> they started playing uh, you know they went across the International Date line and started playing they were so eager to get him going actually international Date lines on the other side of the world but but you've got my joke there uh, bottom line is uh, yeah uh, it goes back to what we started talking about in the beginning. Uh, he was one of the great pickups. Alabama, why well, Alabama didn't get in on that derby for Sam Hartman? Maybe they did, and he just decided to go to the Golden Dome. Uh, uh, that you know, with 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 what uh, Notre Dame had coming back. But yeah, that's that's the. Here's what I see. I'm stimpers, stuttering and stammering, because what I see is I see an Ohio State defense that is so much better than it was a year ago from the standpoint of competency, from the standpoint of lining up soundly, uh, correctly, but also being smart about it. Uh, Jim Knowles has talked about this several times when we've gotten to interview him. Uh, He has the players to put on the field that he didn't have at Oklahoma State. It took him a while from a talent standpoint. Uh, It took him a while to come to grips with that, and I I don't think he truly did last year. Now he lines up, and they pretty much play the same guys, uh, but they're not necessarily looking to put that Leo on the field, you know, that jack position. They've got four very good defensive linemen, two outstanding uh, linebackers, and now with the transfer of Davis and Igbenosan from Ole Miss, they've got three corners. They can play with almost anybody, Denzel Burke, uh, Jordan Hancock, and uh, Davis and Nick Binosin, and they have, they're using Jordan Hancock in the slot uh, against the slot receiver a lot. And then two safeties, you know, Sonny Stiles, uh, obviously the brother of Lorenzo Stiles, Jr., who transferred from Notre Dame to Ohio State in the offseason and went from uh, wide receiver to cornerback. Uh, and then Lathan Ransom, man, like he shot out of a cannon. And Josh Proctor, the renewed <laughs> – the better than ever, Josh Proctor in those safety spots. It'll be interesting to see who they deploy, though, because Notre Dame does, like I said, like to run a power running game at you, but then throw on you. And uh, will Ohio State have a uh, Jordan Hancock more in the slot against uh, a slot receiver this week, or maybe throw Sonny Styles down in there from the safety spot? Uh, that remains to be seen. But they what they've stopped more than anything, uh, Twin Bills, is that over the top. You beat me right. with one play passing game. No one's gone the distance on them yet.
1: So big game, big lights, big attention, big atmosphere, pressure could come down in the fourth quarter. Who has the coaching advantage in this matchup?
2: You mean the the clear schematic advantage?
1: <laughs>
2: wasn't, that, wasn't, wasn't that what Charlie Weiss said? <laughs> uh, you know. Depends on how you look at it. Ryan Day runs the Ohio State offense. I mean, he's calling the plays. You know, he hinted that he might not. Hinted strongly, he might not. But he's calling the plays at least up to this point. I think most people think uh, he knows what he's doing. The biggest difference is not necessarily uh, from the standpoint of who's calling plays. And by the way, ask uh, Nick Saban what he thinks of Tommy Reese. But that's another story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's amazing, isn't it? Uh, But – they got the daily uh they got the daily double on that one um the interesting thing is since the Georgia game there's been a new bent to right Ryan, Ryan day you heard me ask him about it uh bill and mm-hmm. Bill Bender in in uh, Indianapolis they want to come after you I mean they played timid to a certain extent offensively against Michigan and it cost them dearly uh, they want to come after you that's sort of the the approach because you've got these athletes, you've got an offensive line that seems to be really coming on. Uh, you know they're going to make mistakes. The new quarterback is going to make mistakes in this game, uh, Cal McCord. Uh, but they but they want to come after you, and they showed that last week. Man, they they beat Western Kentucky every which way but loose. I mean it was it was a sight to behold uh, the end of that first half, the last eight minutes. And I think they want to pick up where they left off in that in that game, but especially at that juncture in the game. They want to come after you with everything they've got, which means not not a whole lot of this side-to-side stuff and all that stuff, which they ran a lot of against Notre Dame in the opener last year uh, in that 21-10 to win. And of course, they lost Jackson Smith and Jigba in that game, and a guy that came on was Xavier Johnson and helped save the day in, in now but uh, in that game. But uh, they want to come after you. So I'm looking forward to two teams that want to get after each other. That's, But I think Ohio State, if you if it uses its weapons the way you think it can, that's where it has the advantage.
1: Yeah, Green I mean, I mean, is Bill. still learning, right? So the second year, yeah, uh, hasn't been in a ton, as many game you know big games like this as Ryan Day has. Um, but-, but his
2: former but his former Notre Dame assistant and former Ohio State head coach Urban Meyer would tell you the best thing about being four and zero is the chance to go five and zero. You know, I do a I do an urban stake with him every week uh, where we hit the highlights of big games around the country, including whoever Ohio State's playing because uh, he's you know coached here. But uh, yeah, it it comes to these games. You guys know this; y'all covered enough football. These kind of games, top ten opponents, it comes down to who hits the big plays. The big plays you can you can you can hit you know throw punches to the kidneys and the and what the lungs and everything else you know where you try to chop the tree down. But you gotta throw the haymaker a couple of three or four times in these games. That clearly makes the difference. And that's what Notre Dame's got going for it, man. That North Carolina State game, for example, that even Navy, you know, people in poo-poo navy, Navy's a tough out. And uh uh Notre Dame just hit them with some big plays that you know you that make the difference and break these
3: kind of games open. So uh Two quick questions, and then we'll get you on out of here because I know you got stuff to do. So I is that, get from, to,
2: is that one each from one field? One one,
3: no, I'm going to ask you two questions. So, okay. one, obviously you were at these games. I said, you know, most Ohio State fans' favorite memory from these three games that they – or the five games they've played, because you've been at two bowl games, would be the Eddie George run. We did a story about that last week. You helped – you give me an assist on that because you're a yeah. good man. Yeah. Um What's your favorite Notre Dame-Ohio State memory from covering these five games? And I'm going to need a prediction for Saturday. I got Ohio State 31-24. to 24. Terry Glenn running that little hitch I on the left that. side.
2: Now, I, there were like five plays in that game. Talk about big plays. I mean, uh, Sean Springs interception. Uh, uh, Ron Palace, you know, was going to win the Heisman, what, three times, according to Bino Cook. Uh, rest in peace, Bino Cook. Just
1: twice. Just twice.
2: Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> I thought he said three times. I thought he's I'm pretty sure he said three times because it was gonna beat Archie. Uh but anyway, uh, uh that Terry Glenn play just busted that game wide open because he outran the reputed fastest guy in college football, Alan Rossom, to the end zone. Uh John Cooper and I were talking about that on my Tim May show this week. We did a little retrospective on that. Uh and then up there, the 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 uh in ninety six. The kickoff return by Demetrius Stanley to start that game that was huge. He didn't take it all the way back, but Ohio State took it back, and you know what they win twenty nine to sixteen or wherever the score was. Playing two quarterbacks, mind you, Stanley Jackson and Joe Germain in that game. Uh, th- those are those are two plays that really just kind of set the ball rolling in in those games. That's why I'm talking about. You got to hit those big plays, brother. So your prediction? Uh, I don't really have a score yet in my head. Well, I kind of do. I'm I'm kind of looking at Ohio State 34, uh, Notre Dame 24, uh, just because I think Ohio State has the has the possibility of hitting a couple more big plays than Notre Dame. I, I look at uh, I look at Notre Dame's wide receivers. And I, I'm impressed, but I think I think I think Malachi Corley for Western Kentucky is better than any Notre Dame wide receiver is going to be on the field on Saturday night, for example. And Ohio State did a pretty good job of throttling him in that wide-open Western Kentucky uh, air raid offense. But uh, I like I like Ohio State 34-24. It's going to be a little bit of a scoring fest uh, compared to uh, the first couple of games Ohio State's played. How are you going to say you week don't have scoring a scoring fest, but it was
3: only for Ohio State? <laughs> Tim, how are you going to say you don't have a score and then you gave, like, a full report on the game? you had a score and a full report. Well, it's almost like bill, you've been doing this for a bill, few years. See, I'm treating this like you and I are just shooting the bull with, with, uh, with
2: the other bill. You know what I mean? I'm not treating it like this is going on the record, but, uh, but it is. I mean, I understand that everything comes out of your mouth goes on the record, but I, I just had this feeling, this offense found something. Now you got to remember last week when Ohio state scored 63 points, uh, two of those touchdowns came by via the, via or via the defense and, uh, two returns for touchdowns. So, uh, I think Ohio state's defense is ready to get after it. Let's put it that way. You, you, you still haven't seen this year so far, a lot of the tricks of the trade that Jim Knowles has, but Jim Knowles is so much more about playing you straight up now and just getting after you. And, uh, you know, Notre Dame's going to try to ground and pound They, without a doubt with these new clock rules and stuff. Cause that makes sense too. Right. right. Uh, but, uh, uh, you just asked me. I'm I'm backing myself into a corner. Now, and now I'm coming out <laughs> swinging. I just think 34-24 keeps going on in my head. It might be the other way around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but 34-24, I think, will be on the scoreboard. Let's put it at some juncture.
1: <laughs> it's going to be fun. Notre Dame will yeah. be, be uh, I mean, green on green for the big game. And it'll be, y'all uh, y'all want to uh, call yourselves
2: a $2 bill show.
1: <laughs> um, so, before we get out of here, last thing. Trochy Trivia. I forgot to, to uh, kick the show off with this. Uh-oh. I give a Trochy Trivia question. Wait a, Wait a minute. Let me interrupt before. you, Bill. Tim, I'm Bill. warning you. Bill's very good at these.
2: Let me let me interrupt you. I'm 69. There's a lot of stuff that's gone in one and out <laughs> the other ear by now.
1: Go ahead, oh well, You don't have to go far back for this one. Okay. Uh-oh. Are you ready? Trochy Trivia. Who led Notre Dame in receiving yards last year in the Ohio State-Notre Dame game? Who led Notre Dame? Notre Dame in receiving yards last year's game 21-10 Ohio State Bill looks like he knows it I
2: already God, know. I'm drawing a blank I'm I'm just going to throw a name out there Lorenzo Styles Jr
1: Bill
3: that's yeah I mean he caught the first pass of the game Lorenzo Styles Jr
1: it he... was fit one catch for 54 yards
3: Hey think about this
2: schematic advantage think about this he's now in the buckeyes I know he knows <laughs> he knows Notre Dame's offense to a certain extent uh James Laurinaitis is now coaching the linebackers for Ohio State uh, in that uh, coaching spot he's in, graduate assistant spot he's in. Don't don't ever second, uh, you know. Don't ever pass. What's the word I'm looking for there? Don't ever discount. There you go. See, I'm talking about I'm 69. Don't <laughs> ever discount insider knowledge, man, and what how it could help a football well, team.
3: and and I mean, come on, that was a let. He, he's one of one, two, three, four, five Pickerington kids on. Ohio State's roster right now: There's two Styles brothers, Jack Sawyer, yep. Hamilton, and uh, Max Hamilton. Lamonica, the long snapper, and there you son go. of Pickerington Central football. I have cable. to be confused with Daryl Lamonica. No, Max is Max was a of the five, and all five of those guys are great. Max might be my favorite because he was a flag football ref for Grant when he was in high school. So, <laughs> Your, and I everything at, always circles back. And Max knows this, and I, he, if he's listening, I yelled at him about he called one of our kids short of the touchdown and I started giving it to him and then <laughs> some parent took like a video screenshotted it and sure enough the kid was short so I I did apologize to Max later but uh, man. uh went and, to replay
1: yeah flag football in Ohio you coaches
3: huh? yeah you coaches man but Come they on. uh and there's you know between central and north right now there's there's probably a couple more headed up that way. So uh you know Hey, by the way let me let me let me leave you with a little anecdote though. I mean uh it's not an anecdote necessarily, but
2: one quick thing. When, when Ohio State won up there in 96, the last time they ever played there, man, Lou Holtz came to the interview tent. They had a tent because they were still working on the stadium, you know, the outside of the stadium. So an in interview tent, he comes in an in interview tent. I swear to God, it looked like the blood had been drained from him. I mean, he was ashen white. And that was such a huge loss for them. You know, And he didn't last much longer up there, if you remember correctly, after 96. And Urban Meyer was on that staff as I, as I pointed out, you know, and, uh, but, but, but you talk about history with Notre Dame. I was grew up a big Alabama fan and I can't remember the year, get the years mixed up. I think it was 72 when Alabama and and Notre Dame played in the uh, sugar bowl uh, for the national championship. They were one, two, and Tom Clements throws that ball off the goal line to the tight end whose name I can't recall. and, snookered Alabama on a third down play, third and long, and kept the drive going. And Notre Dame beats Eric Parsigan, beats Bear Bryant. And I've never forgiven Notre Dame for that play. <laughs> so that's where I. Plus John Hewitt being named the Heisman Trophy winner in 64 over Joe Namath, which really irked me. And then Joe Namath gets drafted ahead of John Hewitt with the uh, – I think they end up both being on the New York Jets. I may be wrong about that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah you know, animus runs deep, you know, in, in college so. football. yeah. And uh, so. one of these days when Notre Dame finally joins the big 10, you know, then you're really going to see some rivalries.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, Tim. This has been great. Uh, have a great time on Saturday night with Bill. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening to the CFB nation, all America podcast brought to you by twisted tea on uh, Spotify <laughs> and Apple podcasts. Uh, thank you to Irish breakdown your source for Notre Dame football information. They'll have everything covered from A to Z all week, before, during, and after the Notre Dame-Ohio State game. So enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you soon.